0: On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with Orlando Magic Chief Communications Officer Joel Glass, and Joel gives us some insight into the day-to-day responsibilities of his Magic Public Relations team. George Galante, who is also a co-host of Magic Pod Squad, is part of Joel Glass's team, so we get some insight there. Perfect balance, George and Joel. Uh, Joel tells us a little bit about his journey. He started in baseball, then went to the University of Florida. Before joining the Orlando Magic in the early days, he was a victim of a couple of uh, Shaquille Bill O'Neill's pranks, we'll get into some of that, but what it was like traveling with those early Orlando Magic teams and what it's like traveling with this team now, uh, being on the road and, and getting to know the members of the Orlando Magic, how those strong relationships are formed. We work very closely with Joel. Uh, he's a huge asset for the broadcast team and all handles all media requests uh, for, for any. Internal or external media requests, anyone wanting to talk to members of the Orlando Magic. So how that all works together, we will break it down on this edition of Magic Pod Squad with Joel Glass. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan
1: Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad
2: has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today.
0: Well, how about this, guys? We finally tracked him down. This busy man, Joel Glass, Chief Communications Officer for the Orlando Magic and Joel, I think uh, everybody would be curious, us included. What, what exactly is it that you do here for the, or-
3: <laughs> for the Orlando Magic? Right. Test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. Just making sure my mic is working. Yours is plugged in. All right. Yes, mine was in. As, he was not, one of he filled he's in. He's been for a George filled in. Yeah. He never answered. He never asked a question. I, I did so. ask one of Michael Carter okay. Williams, and actually, okay. it was a good question. Very yeah, good. I forgot what, what it was, camera, but I remember being was. impressed. It was. It was a good question. So that was what was your question? I didn't listen to.
2: What was it, Joel? I know you remember. I can't even remember yesterday.
0: Remember <laughs> <laughs> so but what Joel, do you do? but jo- yeah, what exactly? What let everybody do do? know what your jo- what your job is here and your role with the team.
3: Okay. Well, uh, I have a little bit of a fancy title. It's uh, Chief Communications Officer. Mm-hmm. So handle the uh, PR for the team along with my amazing staff, George included, uh, George, Trish, and Brooke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wake up every day thinking about one thing: how are we going to maximize the positive and minimize the negative. Every day, that's your every first single thing? day. That's what I do. You have about. a plaque
2: that sits above your <laughs> kitchen table. I do.
3: Uh, <laughs> I do have something on my wall that you. says, uh, "Which actually, Otis Smith passed out to us one day. It says, what have you done today to help the Orlando Magic win a championship?' So that's the thing I look at every single day.
0: But there he does go. community stuff. He does political. I mean, you're so, doing. You got. You well, got a lot. You got a lot of responsibilities. That, but
3: yeah, I mean, basically, um, our department is the liaison. Between the media and whether it's uh, executives, basketball operations, the players, and so forth, were the liaison between. So, if the something media.
2: happens regarding the Orlando Magic, whether it's on the court, off the court, in the community, and you read something on, you know, on online in the newspaper about the event, then it'll always say Magic spokesperson Joel Glass says this. So, you're you're the spokesperson, right? Well, you're you're you the know, official word out of the organization,
3: oftentimes. I, thought, I always oftentimes. thought David was
1: the official spokesperson.
3: <laughs> David's the Hall of Fame. <laughs> David's okay. the voice. Okay. He's the voice. The voice. Right. Oh, voice of oh. the man. But
1: I'm not a spokesperson.
2: You're Joel is the voice. Yeah, Joel is the spokesperson, yeah, right, Joel? So,
3: you know, part of our um, duties are, you know, rapid response, crisis communication. So I have a bunch of talking points in my phone, should we need them. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, you know, the chief one, and this one, Maybe all of you can use, like you get home late or your significant other's wondering where you are. You just say, you know what, honey, I'm aware of the situation and concerned for all involved. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really the thing that could answer any Almost question. Any any situation i've tried that a couple times at home it does not work it does not work
0: that doesn't
1: get you out of it no it it does not get me out of it let's take usually get i usually get don't give me that joe glass stuff (laughs) right
3: right that's right the the funny thing is um now i don't know when this is going to run but last night we're live 2023 okay 2020 (laughs) this probably will not make air but (laughs) Yes, yes it will uh last night during the you know we were You guys were in New York. I was here. It was the trading deadline, so I was bunkered down here. George was running the show on the road. But, you know, we kind of fell behind against um, the team from New York. And my daughter uh, and I were texting. She's a huge fan, Maddie. And uh, she said, I said, um, excuse me. She said, wow, you know, it seems like we're letting go here. And I said, "I'm aware of the situation." And then she texted back, "I'm concerned for all." (laughs) She knows. She knows. knows. That's that's dinner table talk
4: at our house. Kate knows the talking points too. Now, by the way. Yes. Sometimes Kate comes in to help me out. My daughter, and she's 10, and. So she came home the other day, and she said, uh, well, what did you do? And Kate walks in. She goes, I maximized the positive, and I minimized the negative. <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. good. Now I don't yeah. know if she knows what it means. Right. <laughs> it <would trickle laughs> but, Kate uh, and I have had she, a few chats. Yeah. You
3: know, George will bring her in when he's doing the game notes. And uh, I always say, Kate, what are you working on? And what is the answer? Documents. Documents and papers. Documents and papers. Lots of documents. Nice. She
4: also feels like we waste a lot of paper here. So I got to work on
3: that. Yeah, we we can waste. be more efficient. My six-year-old said, "How do you fall down with four seconds left?" Oh. <laughs> so
0: that's what my so my Ooh.
3: six-year-old says.
0: Right. when I, I got up in the middle. No, now,
3: if Dante okay. said that, like on the air, I would have to probably say something like, "That's a teachable moment." But, <laughs> know, a teachable everything moment. we're doing is trying to uh, correct the situation moving forward. So, well, least,
2: you're pulling them all out this morning. <laughs> There's a million.
3: And I haven't even
0: got gone in You my guys phone. have quite a history with Joel. You we guys do. Go way yeah,
2: back. yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to take you back to when you came to the Orlando Magic, because I know your whole history, you and I go way back. And uh, you you grew up in Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago. Correct. You went to the University of Iowa. Correct. And your first job, I believe, was at, full-time job was at the University of Florida. Is that right?
3: That was my first full-time job. So while I was at school at the University of Iowa in the summers, I was a PR intern for the Chicago White Sox. So I spent three summers with the Chicago White Sox. Tony La was the manager. Uh we had one computer, maybe, so we retyped the game notes every day. So I that a lot of my training was at the White Sox, but my first full time job was at the University of Florida where then I spent ten years there.
2: Media relations. Yes. Communications, media relations. So and you had a baseball background, right? You played baseball in high school and you were a catcher. I've seen the photos. Yeah. Yeah,
3: David truly, has my whole scrapbook. Whole scrapbook. <laughs> this is great. Everybody's got one. <laughs> yes, everyone's got a scrapbook. So then
2: you work for the White Sox, but then you go to Florida and you're involved in all sports, right?
3: Correct. So they initially hired me as the baseball sports information director coming out. And my first year there, I went to the College World Series. I have a College World Series ring. Um, and then I did everything there, you know, football, basketball, baseball, swimming, tennis, track, golf. So spent 10 wonderful years there.
2: And why did you leave Florida? Who, who, who
3: enticed you to, to leave Florida and come to the Orlando Magic? So when the Magic kind of came into being, um, and then David Steele went to be the voice of the Magic, so Dave and I stayed in contact. Uh, so there, there was a lot of history there. And then I also remember John Gabriel was the general manager, so John would always come down to scout the Gators. And I was the basketball sports information director, so all the scouts sat by the band except John sat at center court front row so got to know him well obviously knew david very well and then there was an opening here with the magic and alex martin's called and the rest is history
0: yeah so here you are how many years now 25 years but you're a but you and you obviously you're a basketball guy and, mm-hmm. and you're ingrained in this community and with this team. But you had you had a passion for baseball too, and you met some baseball greats kind of coming up the pipeline, and that probably was where you thought your career path might be going. I think at one point. Well, right? I,
3: as you know, uh, I do love baseball, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know I played in high school. Whatever, everyone has scrapbook. <laughs> My pictures <on> are <laughs> black and white, <laughs> uh, but I was uh, you know. Pretty good fielder, catcher, no hit, really. I was the only one who didn't know I was too short, too slow, too weak. Couldn't really hit a curveball because I had some friends who I played high school baseball with who were drafted, um, went on, one Mike Huff, went on to the major leagues and so forth. So we had scouts at all our games all the time. And I used to tell my dad, don't worry, they'll find me. They're going <laughs> to find me they're going to find me and they <laughs> never found me <laughs> yeah.
2: i told myself the same lies right you know, when, when we all young. did didn't yeah. we yeah, we all did so at except that jeff, point jeff was telling it it, it was real what <laughs> jeff was <laughs> telling jeff, 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 jeff everybody jeff except was real. for jeff yeah, they yeah. found me
3: <laughs> right they found you so at that point my goal became because i wasn't going to play professional baseball was i had to find a way to get to the pros and um, I actually needed a little bit of a wake-up call um, in between my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college at the University of Iowa. My dad said he was getting me a summer job, and it was at the meatpacking plant on the south side of Chicago. Where, and now I'm from the northern suburbs, so, you know, that's, uh, that's an interesting place to work. And anyways, after about six weeks, because I'm a little bit slow, I said, Dad, what are you doing to me? And he's like, if you don't work hard in school, that's how you're going to end up. So then I said to my dad, well, what am I going to do? Because I didn't know anything other than playing baseball. And he said, if you can write, you can get a job. So I went off to the University of Iowa. I walked into the school newspaper the first day. They sent me to cover a cross-country meet in the middle of Iowa somewhere, probably hoping i never come back. (laughs) But I did, and I wrote every day for the Daily Island. I got my summer internship with the White Sox, which was my big break. And from there, it's history.
2: You know, it's oh, interesting because uh, uh, you, you talk to young kids. We all do. We talk to people that want to get. I talk to people that want to be broadcasters, obviously. And, you know, and I tell young people when I speak um, individually and, and to groups, there's there are a lot of ways you can get into sports. Right. You know, it, you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a broadcaster. They, You know, those are the positions that people see coaching, broadcasting, playing. But there are a lot of ways that you can. Get involved with a a college or a professional organization. You're a great example. What do you tell young
1: people?
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. I mean, you think here at The Magic, we have 300 some employees, you know, from sales to marketing to community relations, um, client services, sponsor activation. So there are a ton, broadcasting, right? So there are a ton of ways to get involved in, like, like we say, make it to the pros. I mean, we all want to be pro athletes. The ones that aren't here at this table, and uh, you mean the one, the, the, the one, one. <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, so that that really became my my goal to make it to the pros somehow. So, I, did,
4: I didn't even know it was a job to be honest yeah, with you. Right. Like when I when was when did doing you when my, did yeah, you figure right, out right, that when, when this I was a doing my idea. I did an internship my first year at Stetson. I did you had to work in the kitchen that everybody had a work study. Well, not everybody had work study. I had work study. And if you were a freshman and you had work study, you were in the kitchen. And then once you got to be a sophomore, you could select. And I picked a couple of them and I picked the athletic. All I just put was athletic department. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what it entailed. I didn't know what I would be doing. And then when I was in there, you know, and I got switched to sports information just because they had an opening and somebody had left them high and dry. And they're like, we need you to go down into sports information. And I'm like, "Okay, that's yeah, whatever you need me to do, I'll go do. And then you're in there for a little while, and the and my boss at the time says to me, he goes, he goes, you're you know you're pretty good at this. He's like, have you ever thought about doing this? And I looked at him, I went like, this is a job. I like, go, right. well, like, you could actually do this as a job, like as a career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I could, you know. And he's like, he's like, well, yeah. He's like, he's like, I get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't do this for volunteer. I'm like, you're a volunteer. He's like, this is actually my job. So, it's you know, you just got to find find what your passion is. It's it's different now though than it was thirty years ago a little bit because it's so you know, you have people that do I mean there's program you know, well, we didn't have a sports program at our school and now a lot of schools across sure. the country have sports administration programs. You so, know, it's interesting, Joel, you said your dad said if you can write, you can get a
1: job. And and there are so many like George was just talking about now when you there are so many offerings at The university level and you see so many young people major in sports management or that's what they want to do they think that's gonna do you
3: think that's the right career path or i think there's a lot of ways to do it with the the, you know continuing your education and these sports advanced degrees the interesting thing like from my perspective is i have never taken a pr course in my entire life not one and everything has come from experience and Things we've lived through and and learning about it and and so forth. But I've never taken a PR course ever. So that what was your major at Iowa. I was a journalism major mm-hmm. and an English minor. So that's what I was. Right. Same wow. Two Look at
0: that yeah, right? Yeah. So you followed the path. Of if I could write, okay, then I got to do this story time. Yeah. Give us a give us a great example of where you called on your experience and and it worked, and give us one where maybe it it didn't work. Maybe there was a
3: you know, a, um, a PR kerfuffle that might have happened. Well, to, you know, the one thing you learn as a PR person, and George can attest to this, is you don't repeat the negatives. <laughs> gotcha. Okay.
1: So we won't find out that one. Yeah,
3: nothing so to you. see here. Okay. Fair But enough, right. I will share with you. I will George, share. George, well, those are buried. Those are, those are yeah, yeah, those buried. Those don't yes. come back. No, those okay. are buried. I will share with you um, my welcome to the NBA moment. How about that? Yeah, love it. Okay. Great. So it was my first road trip, and we were, I think we are in Boston. So I was traveling. Alex was the PR director. I was the assistant PR director. But Alex, just like I did on uh, the recent, like, West Coast trip, I said, hey. It's, Alex <laughs> said to me, Joel, it's your trip. Just like I said, George, right. it's your trip. That was you, my trip last couple You, weeks you do out. everything. Right okay. <laughs> I'm here on vacation. But anyway, so, <laughs> so Alex said, Joel, it's your trip this is it this is your game so we're in Boston and the game ends and Alex kind of whispers my ear he says listen before I open the locker room I like to just check with the veterans and make sure they're okay okay so now my veterans are Shaquille O'Neal Penny Hardaway Horace Grant Dennis Scott Nick Anderson I mean it's you know who's who Jeff Turner Um, but anyways I so you have to open the NBA locker room within whatever ten minutes, or you get fined twenty-five thousand dollars. Like I'm making thirty-two thousand dollars, <laughs> okay? So I, so I like. So am I right now? So I said to what Alex, so do we, "Who do we talk to <laughs> about that? Oh, Will you talk to the chief mind. communications do I, have the right guy? do I have the right guy?" So I say to Alex, or I say to Alex, "No problem, I got this." So you know the clock's ticking in my head, and. um, I say, I go up to Shaq and kind of pat him on the arm. I say, hey, big guy, I'm going to open the locker room. And he looks at me straight face, no emotion. Don't do it, bro. I'm like, oh, you need a few more minutes. No problem. I got you. I got you, Shaq. Don't do it. So I go back to him in another minute, and I go, hey, big guy, I'm going to open the locker room. Just wanted to let you know. He's like, I'm doing him some big favor. And he looks at me, and he says, don't do it, bro. I'm like, what am I gonna do now? Like okay, here I am. Time. I think I'm like I got ten years in Florida. I was at the final four with Lon Kruger's team, all this media. So so I go to him one more time. I say, Hey, I'm gonna open up the locker room. Just wanna let you know. He's like, Don't do it, bro. So I'm like three do times. I do? What what do I do? So I walked over the locker room door and I opened it. All the media came in and Shaq walked up to me and picked me up my feet are dangling, and put me in a garbage can. I'm like, welcome to the NBA. <laughs> did so, he really put you right yes, in the garbage can? Yes, it was, it was classic. So.
2: so did you then consider going back to Florida?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably said to you, Mr. Steele, what did you get yeah, me yeah. into? What just like icon. a lot of times when we land at like 2 Let me just say, he said that to me probably
2: 100 times in the last 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> what did you get me into? <laughs>
3: You know, you land at 2 a.m., right. you've been chasing everyone, that's it, so, yeah. I just really so you guys understand,
1: him. it was it was Shaq, he asked Shaq. He didn't yeah. ask any of the rest <laughs> yeah. of us every day. you just asked of the veterans. wrong guy. Yeah. 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 The
0: you're, wrong you're not guy.
1: the
2: only person Shaq put in a trash can either. Yeah.
3: Well, that is true. I mean, he tied us up, and, you know, there was that one time on my birthday that, and I actually, Brian Hill was involved in this too, uh, <laughs> They called me over. We're playing on NBC. It's after shoot-around, and Brian calls me over the huddle. It's my birthday, and uh, Shaq and Penny were waiting there with tape. They taped me from head to toe, left me at center court, put my shoes on the rim, and here comes Marv Albert, Snapper Jones, Bill Walton. They're doing the game on NBC. They're That's like, fantastic. Is that the PR guy, like, laying at center court? So That's perfect. But Shaq got Alex. I think Shaq got a few people. Oh, he the did. Room. Alex yeah.
2: told told his stories on our podcast. Yeah. I want to ask you about um, some of the more interesting situations you've been in, um, more challenging from a PR standpoint. Mm-hmm. When Shaq left, right? when Shaq announced, I'm going to the L.A. Lakers – um, what was that like for you? The, those, those challenging times when your job is really—I mean—you're really under a lot of pressure.
3: Yeah, I mean, when Shaq left, obviously that was so '96. So I was really only w- one year in, and but you could feel like what was happening here, and you can kind of look to the future and go, "Whoa, we're really in trouble." And um, but you know, we just try and maximize the positive and minimize the <laughs> negative from there, and tell our story and you know, just try and, you always wanna give fans hope, you know, you're winning or hope. And I think those were the things, but th- those were tough times. And you know, I would say when Dwight left also, that was a hard time. It took us a while to recover and so forth. And, sure, when
2: Shaq left, there was, there was really no social media. That yeah. was, I mean, it wasn't, that was not even a consideration um how much more challenging is uh, what you and george and trish and and uh, brooke and the staff do yeah, with social media involved
3: yeah it's and george could speak to this too but it's it's really hard because right now the media is 24 7 everyone is a reporter like every single person with a cell phone is a reporter um you're defined by your weakest moments uh you know negative news outweighs positive news like 15 times to one and things just go so fast so sometimes you have to decide like george and i talk about when are we going to react when are we not going to react when are we going to try and get through this news cycle what are we going to put out there that changes the narrative so those are things that we think about a lot on a daily basis do you talk with the players
2: about and the coaches about you know the dangers of
4: yeah joel has a whole speech that he gives them before the season starts and it, it before the season starts and then usually like midway through, he kind of gives them a reminder about, hey, listen, mm-hmm. like, you're, you know, every same speech. You're yeah. everybody's a reporter. Everybody has a camera. You got to think about what, you know, take two seconds before you, you know, before you hit send, uh, you know, you have your what, ABCs. What, your yeah. ABCs is always ABCs. a good one. ABCs. <laughs> yeah. It always just gives that. the same, you know, it's a speech, but it's, it, but it does get, you know, swipe your card. That's a, yeah. that's a good one that people so, likes so to what throw were, out there and swipe the, your
3: card right so some of the media training we do with the players is we tell them you know what you say how you say it what you look like you know how you treat people that's what people are going to think about you but not only you you your team your league your family you're going to be painted with a broad brush you're going to be defined by your weakest moment but you also have an amazing opportunity you know to tell your stories shape your stories they're doing the story no matter what so you can get your side out you know here's the thing um you know a third of the people love us no matter what we do. A third of the people hate us no matter what we do. And then there's a third in the middle. And what you have to do is try and keep your base and then work to have the third in the middle on your side as much as possible.
2: Sounds like it
0: could be a political
1: yeah. <laughs> PR guy, political consultant.
0: aspirations, yeah. I like, I like when you hear, because you have know, got a lot of limes and go-tos, but I only have so many asks. <laughs> right? You got, right? You got you got to really got to weigh that out, though. If you got if everybody wants Vooch for something, or Aaron Gordon, or Dwight Howard in years past, you got to really monitor requests that. Come I can in. say
4: one thing. The first thing that Joel and I talked about when I was, you know, because Joel Joel came on in 94. 90- six, 95, 96. And then he, I switched over from hockey to basketball under Joel in 98 or whatever, Chuck Daly's last year, yeah. midway through Chuck yeah, Daly's right. last year. And that was the one thing that, uh, you know, Joel had two things that he thought were very important. Number one was to get like, even if you don't have an answer to somebody, if somebody sends you a note or asks you a question, just quick, as quick as you can to acknowledge that you received you know that you hey yes I, you know, I got your email I'll get back to you even if you don't have an answer and even if sometimes you don't get back to that person <laughs> in a while but at least that they know that you've acknowledged them and then the second thing was is that it's which I very, love by the way that is so valuable both of well, these guys will respond right you can get these absolutely. guys at yeah. any time any moment in a moment's notice so that is, and then the second one is is that no matter who's on your roster it's really important to keep balance you don't want to have you know and you know you don't want to have 28 requests for Dwight Howard and have Dwight Howard doing all these things you know and then you know what well Jameer Nelson's over there and he hasn't done anything and Rashard Lewis is over there and he hasn't done anything and uh Michael Petrus is over there and he hasn't done anything and it's it's just it's better for team camaraderie too you know every obviously there's a there's a pecking orders. Sure. So
2: you try and, to push media sometimes into certain directions it just, just yeah, suggest ideas I mean, you can make uh, suggestions how about doing this about, and instead about, of and
4: then that, and, that and then 9 times out of 10 the answer is always like yeah okay like oh, we'll do that and it just it's it's keeping everything balanced and keeping everything fair and it just it's good for team camaraderie yeah. if I think the interesting
3: things. thing that like there's only 450 NBA players like everyone is at the top of their field and there's amazing stories there on the journeys everyone has taken to get to be a professional basketball player because we see it every summer. You know, We get the best players in here trying to try out for summer league to get an invite to camp, and those players have been the best player on their team mm-hmm. their entire, entire life. lives. Right. And right. a lot of times they're not good enough. Yeah. So um, it's good to tell all their stories and, like George says, balance it out keep a healthy locker room and that's how we feel we play our role from a PR perspective.
4: And we do that internally too I mean there's the you know, requests for player appearances and this and that and you know, not everybody can have Nick Vucevic at everything you, know, you right. have to have Evan Fournier at some things we have to have uh, you, know, you have to go down the line it has to be spread out yeah. as much as you can sure. 1 through 15 and treat the guy that's 15 as you would treat the guy that's number 1 You know, you got to have, you got to treat them the same.
2: I mean, we all know Joel and his department, George, they're so well respected. Correct. I mean, Joel Glass is seen as one of the top. PR people in sports, not just are you the reading NBA. that out of my phone? No, no, it's it's uh, I, I've got it on my phone <laughs> in, case, in case anybody asks me about. It. And we you can't
3: it. get it. We you can't get any votes.
2: Why
4: can't, can't you we get it. any votes it. for PR Department of the Year? I blame I Josh know. Robbins uh, from the Athletic. Uh, who votes yeah. on that? Because I don't. get I don't nobody ever asked Josh Robbins from the Athletic. He's got a vote on it. If
1: I did vote, though, you know, a bag of M and M's every now
4: and then would be okay. Yeah, see? we started implementing that. Yeah, we got the M and M's going now.
2: Just but who do you look up to? Who who are, who were your uh, who are your influences who your, influences? Who, oh, your influences. role models in the business?
3: Well, I mean Howard Pizer was the executive VP of the White Sox who really gave me my biggest break, um, and then I worked with some great PR directors there, um, Chuck Shriver, Paul Johnson, Ken Vale, and so forth. But then obviously Alex. You know, gave me a great break coming here. uh, John Humanick at the University of Florida, Norm Carlson at the University of Florida, Jeremy Foley, who was the athletic director. I mean, one of the little stories is when I came here, so I got offered the magic job and the first time, and I went down to tell Jeremy Foley, who was the athletic director of the University of Florida, that I was gonna take the magic job. And he brought me in his office and he says, I will give you $5,000 right now if you stay here and commit to me is that right you Bob? know
2: you know what he told me <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good said, luck. five thousand dollars <laughs> take it easy uh, enjoy the nba yeah so i said five thousand dollars right now he goes right now i will write you a check and i accepted it and then i had to call alex back who alex has been i mean alex is you know he's done so much for me and He's such a great friend and mentor and boss and taught me the ropes and so forth. But anyways, I had to call Alex back and tell him I wasn't coming because Jeremy offered me $5,000. And so I actually turned down the magic job. And then the next year it came open again. And that's when I had to do an all out assault to get the job because Alex was like, okay, it's fine, but we got to convince these other people. So every day I had someone from my college days call here, whether it was, Dick Vitale, or you know, all the broadcasters, Brent Musburger, all those college guys who I came across, I would have them call the Magic and say, "You got to hire this guy." So, so <laughs> they came and said,
4: "I'll give you 6000 <laughs> <in that place." laughs> <No,
3: laughs> Jeremy did not. He <laughs> said, what "Just go." What would the number? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just go. Just what go. What do you
0: guys remember about Joel starting out? I mean, that's got to be hard for anybody to make well, that. I joke. knew him at Florida. So, but, but, Jeff, but starting might, out in the NBA, like making that jump from college.
2: Well, to, like he said, it was uh, that was that was one of the great times in uh, yeah, in Magic right. history. That that team was, you know, Shaq Penny. He walked into a pretty amazing situation for a PR guy. Yeah. It was uh, it was like traveling with a, a superstar rock and roll band, wasn't yeah. it? Jeff? I mean, we were
3: the Warriors before the Warriors, right. just without social media. But Jeff, yeah. could well,
1: I, I just you know what's interesting is like from a player's perspective what these guys do what you know that this department is really if you you need to recognize it early and i hope our guys do and i think for me you know when joel came on it was just more you know extension of alex and and um because they're the gatekeepers right like you know he's just talking about appearances and, and i was one of those guys that just yeah whatever you know because i just felt like I was helping myself if I got out in front of things. Um, they're just trying to help the players. They're yeah, They're trying to help you look good. Yeah, exactly. Good and, but and they're just just through. little, you know, just little things. Um, you know, it's 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 funny for a long time. Uh, George, I don't know if you ever experienced this. I think they changed it, but the players when we were in the playoffs. We were responsible, like our playoff share. We took care of these guys. Those right? were the great yeah, days. Yeah, I've experienced, you have experienced that. that. You have experienced yes, that because experienced. I don't think oh, it is anymore, right? You guys are compensated by the team, or do they? No. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it's. I thought after I so wait, retired. The money,
0: so the money has quadrupled, and you've been cut out of playoff shares. No, that's not true. Okay, okay. But
1: but but it's interesting. It's normally in my time, it was pretty pretty normal it was just accepted you know we we get this playoff Mm -hmm. share it's a chunk of money so for people to understand like the 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 team is paid for the regular season the players Mm -hmm. and then so there's a pot of money that goes in for playoffs and we get a share of that based on how far you go Mm -hmm. And we went far. We went far. (laughs) And uh, so it was like, this is great. At the end of the season, (laughs) um, at the end of the season, as players, we sit down and we've got to divvy that up. How how many, you know, who gets a, you know, a full share or their half shares and things like that. Um, And it never, in my time, at least, there was never a question of taking care of, you know, our PR department. Yeah. Um, i think we we're
3: a lot smaller than we were that, smaller
1: that. than we also took care you know remember our training staff wasn't as big right. sure you know rodney powell was there you know they took care of us you know with the equipment you know lenny courier dave oliver those guys so we took care of them and so i think for the most part i think players understand understood then the job Uh, that these guys do and and really taken care of, they still do, yeah. We,
3: we, we we are, we have really been really fortunate. We have had so many great guys, and I can't, there's not very many bad guys that you can name, but you know, and I, I even go to like our feel good story now, Markel Fultz, like how I feel he's very appreciative, he knows we're working for him, we're helping him you know we're playing a role in telling a story and it's just
2: he's easy to work with he's Very. he's
3: great yeah. and it, and those are the guys you want to root for and like and and that's that's really the joy we get that we are playing some small role in this whole thing and trying to help us win
0: and you know what i think it's important for people to realize is players leave and I you know people they say okay well some players have left here under bad terms not what player leaves under good terms something's gone wrong if a players leave and they made a decision to go somewhere else or or whatever but you guys have relationships with all of these guys and when they come back into this building or when we see them on the road those relationships continue and I, I that always stood out to me you, you're not just talking about the 17 guys on your current roster you've made lifelong relationships with a lot of players. Retired, current players on other teams, and that you would really do take an interest in these guys.
3: Yeah, no, no question right, about it. And, it? That, and that's the great part about yeah. this job is those relationships and us traveling together and. You know, getting going lost through. on the
2: road. Joel has <laughs> well. no, he has no radar. Oh,
1: here we go. That, that was, was a smooth
3: segue. Are we going there? Yeah, we're going well, there. Just, yeah. well, we still got Joel has no radar. radar. He
4: has, he has no <laughs> uh, internal radar. That was a great example. Joel's getting ready to tell how, how oh. he loved all these.
2: <laughs> so we walk out of the restaurant in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago and. Last spring, Joel and I went to a baseball game. The Charlotte Triple uh, A team. Nice, yeah. it's a beautiful stadium downtown Charlotte. It's yeah. about four blocks from the hotel. You go out the it's door left and then right. right, and you're right there. So right. we walk out of this restaurant. So
1: left and right, you're there. And Joel,
2: Joel says Joel walks out of the restaurant. and Says, "Hey, you guys know the ballpark is just right over in this direction." He's pointing in <laughs> the, the opposite, opposite direction, direction. <laughs> of where the ballpark is. I said, "No, Joel, that's that's." that's exactly 180 degrees opposite of where the
0: ballpark is. <laughs> but the is. funny
4: thing <laughs> is is that we went to Charlotte the second time here, right, and we had to take a different way in because the street is outside the hotel is completely under construction, so yeah. cars can't go in our normal way. So we're driving in from the airport this time on this very recent trip, and we drove by, and I think I said to David, I go, oh, here, there's the baseball stadium that Joel thought was <laughs> 20 <laughs> miles east down. of that <laughs> restaurant we went at. <laughs> we drove right past him, like, that's a pretty nice baseball. So we, yes. got, we
1: got a, so,
2: a stay tied to Joel to make sure he finds his way.
1: The best one is in Denver, though. It's Dante and, and uh, Joel <laughs> and David and I go to get lunch. And David <laughs> David's just,
4: known as Magellan.
1: David's, David's Magellan. Magellan. You know,
3: Everyone has their role. That's yes. one of David Davis, yeah. Places,
1: right? David gets us places, right? David gets us places. We didn't eat that far from the hotel and David made the decision that could he could see the hotel <laughs> <too>. <laughs> Well, he David needed to run to the drugstore or something pick something up and everything. And David said, I'm going to leave you guys here. And Joel's like, well, wait, how are we going to get back to the hotel? <laughs> right, it's right there. Wait, to my
3: defense in and Toronto, two little kids. <laughs> to my defense in Toronto, I got us back to the hotel. Remember where we ate? (laughs) Across the street. (laughs) I said, I got this one. (laughs) And you had it. And I had it. His head is in
0: the phone sometimes. He crosses crosswalks, misses (laughs) cars and taxis, and they all go
3: around. (laughs) (laughs) He
0: uh, gets where he needs to go.
1: We have to talk about Joel's, I I call it his hobby. His application. Is it really? Is it? it's his hobby right Passion. it's fashion it's than almost a hobby. more like I this is his
4: becoming his hobby and that's his job okay right
3: like well, this is your hobby
4: but he doesn't do it no
3: the magic is my hobby yes right. and, and this is my and job.
4: umpiring is your job yeah that's fair that's your job <laughs> you that's might that's fans fair. might see
2: joel
3: on a local baseball diamond yes. high school or junior college or even college right uh, so I've, you know, that is my hobby or my job. I am, uh, umpire. What time's your game today? 6 p.m. That's right. <laughs> West Orange High School. Uh, so, you know. You be my, on my way so I can come watch Yeah, you. my off days. You can if you want. 6 p.m. I'll be behind Not the dish. <laughs> I got the dish. No heck of I don't any. really want to do that. but <laughs> You can. It's going to be chill. Alex here, came like. to watch me umpire. He said I had a great command of the game. Uh, I had, but you're the whole so plate umpire mutually, tonight, tonight Tonight I am work. but anyway so th- that is my I'm going to say it's my hobby so I am I love baseball um I started in little league when my daughter's 10 year old softball team no umpire shows up for girls 10 year old softball and they go in the stands I like you know a little bit about baseball so I came back there and I was fortunate that few people saw me and I did little league um and then i from little league I met an assigner um Adam Bates, and he said, you should be doing high school baseball. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just trying to get on the Little League Majors diamond. So I did high school baseball, and um, I worked in the Florida uh, Collegiate Summer League now. During the summers, I get some of those games. Atlanta Braves. And then my claim to fame was I got three, two years ago, three backfield games. It extended spring training for the Atlanta Braves and that was probably the highest I will ever go and I I walked in there and uh, they said you want the bases or the plate I said if I'm going down I'm going down on the plate (laughs) (laughs) so you know, it's kinda like as I think back on it, it's like when we have training camp J T mm-hmm. and we bring the officials in and they referee training camp. So for them it's a big deal yeah. their heart's pumping. For the players it's training camp. Yeah. So this is what this is. You know, the play <laughs> the players are just trying to get their work in and whatever. So my first game I did behind the plate, um and it's great though. So you go to the Braves, you're in the backfield. There's a guy running your baseballs. You know, you put your hand up. I need three, and they bring them. <laughs> the ball touches the ground. You throw it out. You know, in high school, they hand me five baseballs. That's, and that's what you got for the game. Like, yeah, for the game. Yeah, for the game. Oh, I, mean, I need that one little, back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get on that. But this, I got a whole bucket. It's awesome. So, anyways, um, so I'm I'm doing my very first Atlanta, and that first pitch comes in. Now, I've seen some good pitching. You know. Florida Collegiate Summer League, high school, really good high school baseball here. But that first pitch comes in, and it's like 94 right on the black. And I'm like, and I'm like, strike? (laughs) And then I say to the catcher, I go, was that a strike? (laughs) He goes, that was a strike. He goes, I got you, we're good. And I did not hear anything for like two hours,
4: it's like Enrico Palazzo, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Frank Trebbin, yeah. strike, yeah, yeah strike.
4: strike. I did not hear
3: anything for like two hours. Like in the seventh inning of the game, um, I called a pitch. It was like you know a little above the belt, um, and I called it. Well, I called it a ball, and it was getting late in the day. And the third base coach. I don't even know who it was, but he chirped at me. He goes, Where was that? And I like raised my hand and goes, No, that was not there. That was the only thing I heard like the whole time. Okay. So I'm like, It's great. And then a couple other stories. You know, I love umpires. <laughs> so my You're, second we're seeing time. I've passion I went out, out You second, might break the
2: internet with this, uh, this podcast. And my second time, time I, went out,
3: I had a triple A pitcher on a rehab assignment. Now this guy is just bringing it. And, uh, Make a long story short, after his three innings, he walks off the mound and shakes my hand as if to say, Thanks for not screwing up my <laughs> rehab assignment. So, yeah. That's so have you been great. yelled at? Have you been yelled at by a uh, high school or? Uh, yeah. Now, umpiring is a tough thing, you know, because um, the younger the kids, the worse it is. Like high school, the coaches are very well behaved. The kids are well behaved. You don't hear much. Florida Collegiate Summer League, I rarely, if anything, hear anything. The parents get on you. But when it's a 12-year-old game and I'm costing that little kid a scholarship, (laughs) they can get And all I'm doing is trying to find strikes or get the pitcher going because we're going to be there all day. (laughs) And everyone's going to walk if I don't. So you got to sometimes get the game moving. And uh, Joe yells back at me, that's all right. Jim's going to get to first. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop yelling at down, me. George. So, when we have all these referee things in our games and <laughs> my partner over here is, you know, maybe yelling something, I'm like, I've been in their shoes. I, yeah,
4: I <laughs> if I have to hear about around. the Brethren one more time. <laughs> yeah. The but brethren. my favorite
3: thing is like, well, how was the
4: Brethren last night in New York? They were pretty good. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Whoops! It up. It's hard. What do it's you hard? got on your phone? It's hard. It's hard for them it's to hard. see everything. I get it. it. It's I hard get to walk it. in those shoes. Yeah. I But I, I like like occasionally. You know, you guys. We get out to baseball games if it coincides with <laughs> our schedule. I like last year. We went to Toronto. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to tell the one story. But the other story, I'm in Toronto, and there's a line shot to the center fielder, and the center fielder made an unbelievable catch. And I think I said to JT, I go, did you see that umpire rotation? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, the second what? base you umpire would've... went out. The third went to second. The home plate umpire <laughs> and went to you look out. at Joel and go, third. no. No, I didn't now, see Jeff that. said, Nobody's no, I was watching that. the spectacular <laughs> catch that's going to be on
1: SportsCenter.
3: So
0: I love the umpire rotation. He sends so. us pictures of him behind the plate. Look at the head placement. Look yeah. at the posture. In yeah. the slot.
3: Got to be in the slot. We had himself. people
4: convinced that Joel was an umpire scout last year in Toronto oh, during did. the playoffs. We had we had <laughs> we had a mother and a daughter and Joel had them convinced. You know, meanwhile, like meanwhile, the umpire scouts like eating an ice cream cone <laughs> out of a helmet. <laughs> out of a helmet. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, I need uh, some In ice cream, cream. See, yeah, Oh Yeah, yeah, was a good, good rotation there. Oh, what is a swirl? <laughs> mm, delicious. That was, Can that we get was another that. one of these? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what is that? A pretzel? those look good. Well,
0: we do like our meals on the road. We do like catching up, and we've had some good ones. That's that's what oh. makes this whole thing fun—is the camaraderie
3: and, and,
2: and the baseball. We, you know, we always check the schedule when it comes out is there a yes, baseball we game we can catch and
3: yeah. we usually catch one or two yep but there's nothing like being with my guys oh on the road. that's the I, best I love when i get on the road and with my guy the last or,
0: thing i will say is there a better balance like do these two balance each other out about <laughs> as well <laughs>
3: about as well as you can yes uh, yeah, they're very
2: good. Both very good at what they do. Absolutely. Well, that's the, the beauty
3: of it. George, George keeps me grounded when I get like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're fine. No problem. Nothing to see here. Everything's good."
4: <laughs> Joel so. digs me
3: out of the <laughs> digs me out of the ditch
4: <laughs> every every now and again. <laughs>
3: <George's> <laughs> like we lost win eight and nine, and I'm like, "Well, we play the fourth easiest schedule right, the rest of the way, yeah. so we're good." <laughs>
0: Glass half full. Look at my talking
4: points. <laughs> Everybody's feeling better today.
0: You feel yeah. good, Joel? Was there anything this? You did a great job on this. Was oh, there anything you. else you wanted to wanted to get? out there or this is this was well done
3: Nah, this is great i i love the opportunity how, how did i get to sit in this chair today what happened well three yeah.
0: people didn't show up <laughs> so i thought it was four but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but we had this on the radar anyway this was going to happen right. at some point
4: at right. some we point. did we did actually talk about it on the trip we said yep.
0: Yep.
2: we've been was, saying when we are we going to get your podcast right. and dante said probably never <laughs> but probably here never. we are and yeah. this yeah. hasn't
4: not aired it yet. will be interesting to see like we get our numbers report Oh yeah, I think oh, this what? one might. Maybe this one might, get might cook the book. The special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, special <laughs> sauce <laughs> might get put in on this so one. Yeah, yeah. Special <laughs> sauce. Oh, well,
1: cow, that Joe. number usually comes yeah. from the uh, chief communications oh, yeah. officer. Yeah. Yeah. So I send out
3: the monthly digital audio report. Jake Chapman sends it to <laughs> yes, me. He does. Yes, he does. But I have editing <laughs> privileges. <I think>. Alex <laughs> said to me the other day, he's like, um, oh, I mean, you know, I was a little behind." So it's <laughs> so like, no, you weren't. That's just the preliminary. I think this one might have. This one might have a zero. This one zero on the Wait ahead. till I show no. him how
0: he can track it live, day by day. You'll be on Ooh. that thing. You'll be on that thing daily. i don't do awesome. that. That's this will be promoted so. pretty heavily, probably. I would, I would imagine. <laughs> yep. All right, Joel. Good job. Good luck the rest of the way. We're fine. Team's fine. We'll be fine. And and everything's all good. good. Nothing, nothing cool. to see here. Not fine. Everything's all good. good. <laughs> <laughs> no problems. Little thirty games. <laughs> no no problems. Problem. All, all right, right. Thanks, Joel. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Joel. Thank you.